This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. The COB is brought to you by Capstream, the global absolute return fixed income specialist. It is Wednesday, the 20th of May. I'm Kylie Merritt here with David Scott. Scuddy, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. That was an interesting rebound today. Obviously, big falls overnight in the US and we uh, took a tumble at the start of the day and then look at us. We finished in the green. Exactly. No, it's, uh, it's remarkable. You know, the smallest of small dips now are being bought uh, worldwide. So there's absolutely nothing holding this market down. Uh, for the time being, no, it's all underpinned by hopes of a reopening of the economy and uh, no potential vaccines. Um, and for the moment, the economic data has been uh, largely dismissed and discounted by markets, but whether that can continue would probably depend on how, uh, how we go in the months ahead. Yeah, so that retail sales um, number out today, 17.9% fall um, in April, that's obviously a record. I guess though, you know, as we, we discussed yesterday, these are numbers that are in the past. So they've kind of already been factored in. And despite the fact that you look at them and you're like, whoa, um, people just move on. We do, it's, uh, it is ancient history, uh, it does, Give us a pretty bad start to the uh, to the June quarter national accounts, though. Uh, it's not an insignificant part of the economy. Uh, it's not overly surprising. The scale obviously surprised a few economists out there, as uh, it was almost double uh, what they were anticipating. Uh, but the key now is what happens from here. You know, are we going to see this pent up demand from households to go and spend uh, now that they're starting to go and reopen the shops and everything else, or are people going to remain cautious? And that is going to be very key and in my opinion a lot of it's going to come down to how people feel about their employment prospects yeah uh if you've got a job you've got an income you're more than likely you're going to spend if you're concerned about what the outlook holds whether you might lose your job well people will hunker down and that will just extend this downturn and what about the school of thought though that you know the new normal is people just not spending as much as they were and people not going out as much um and realizing that maybe they didn't need to have all that stuff well, that is a clear risk. People have learned from this crisis and, and re, redesigned their brains, if you want to go and call it in that way, uh, to, hey, we maybe don't need to go and do the extravagant things anymore. But I, I still believe that a lot of people are discounting what potentially is going to happen when we get back to normality. Uh, I was saying to this earlier in the show uh, that a lot of people I speak to are so keen to go and get back out there. You know, the number of my mates have said, I just cannot wait to go to the pub, Scotty. Uh, and <laughs> that I, says and, more about your mates. Well, I know, I think <laughs> the, general, general. the general, general, general community as well. I think people want to get out and fraternise and socialise, come back to the city to work and everything yeah. else. So I wonder whether we're, we're putting too much weight on what the recent trends have been and extrapolating that's going to be the way of the future. Uh, when potentially you know, maybe there are some of those things from the past that we actually enjoyed we might rediscover those Absolutely, things. Absolutely, yeah. But I think there's there's also that risk that people will be just nervous, you know, about going into crowded places and, and, and will want to stay at home a little bit longer, particularly in Australia as we head through winter. Absolutely. Um, and that undoubtedly as well. There's going to be a proportion of the community who did not feel comfortable doing those things. And that means that there's going to be a change of behaviour. And it probably means that you no know, economic growth, 
uh, will be sluggish. That's implications for inflation, for job market conditions, wage growth. So not to say like, no, we're totally clear out of the woods, uh, but you know, you're right. There is going to be some kind of change of behavior. Depends on how much the, uh, the populace does mm-hmm. change. Uh, and that's the big question. Um, one of the interesting things, you know, the start of the week, the global markets, um, in particular the US markets, you know, huge gains, um, this stuff coming out about the, the vaccine from Moderna um, and its share price, you know, going absolutely berserk. Now there's some sort of talk and, and the US market was down overnight our time um, that the, the data coming out of that vaccine trial was unreliable and that, you know, pulled the market back down again. How much are we going to see, do you think, this? I mean, there's a lot of stuff around about, you know, the, the race for the vaccine, which country is going to get it first. How, how important is this um, in terms of a marker for markets deciding, you know, where they need to be? Well, obviously pretty important because whilst the, uh, we did have a small fall on, uh, on Tuesday in the US, uh, that only retraced about a third of the gains that we saw on Monday. Uh, and we've got so many drug trials out there looking for a vaccine. Uh, you have to wonder because there's there's going to be uh, people will be like, you know, keen to go and hear good news. So any little bit of news that comes out, uh, markets jump on it. Whether that's due to like the automation, you know, uh, algos and things on those lines, mm-hmm. but the markets absolutely jump on them. Uh, so look, clarity and actually you know, listening to the experts who go and deal with this thing day in day out uh, will be good. You listen to some of the big uh, big drug company uh, CEOs and the like, and almost all of them are saying, look, if we have a vaccine by the end of this year, it'll be close to a miracle. Realistically, we're looking at least a year away, probably 18 months at a minimum. Mm. Uh, but the market wants to hear what it wants to hear. And uh, it's using it as a moment to, uh, to go and buy and okay. uh, climbing that wall of worry. Um, we will put a link in your episode notes to an interview today with Douglas Isles from Platinum Asset Management. They actually bought um, Moderna back in 2018 at the IPO, um, so that you know they've been looking at this stock very closely um, and, and and still very positive on it despite you know that that sort of setback if you call it that last night. Um, so check that out. Uh, I also want to just um, bring you up to date with the stock of the day today. Ours is Technology One. Um, Announced a 6% increase in first half profit yesterday, a forecast of 12% for the full year. It's had strong EPS growth. Uh, We asked Andrew Page of Strawman and Michael Wayne of Medallion Financial Group for their assessment. Stocks come and go in in terms of investor favour, but it's always worth, in my view, to sort of pan back and have a look look at a business and what it's done over the long term. And here you've got a business that really, since the last 10 years, it's grown its earnings per share in this lovely consistent line. It looks like a perfect staircase and it's quite a steep staircase too. So that that per share earnings growth has been 13% since 2010. It's got incredibly sticky revenues. They generate a net margin, Koshi, of 20%. One thing that you might be a little bit cautious of is the price. So as we've talked about many times, you can actually do pretty poorly in a wonderful business if you overpay. I tend to agree with this very expensive uh, at sort of 40, 50 times earnings. It is growing its earnings still, sort of around 6, 7%. But our view was that there were other technology businesses out there on similar multiples, pretty expensive, but were growing their earnings, their revenues a lot quicker. The thing with technology one is they have been listed on the ASX for a very long time. There's still a lot of founder involvement. I think this, the, the founder is still involved with the business in some capacity. He's the major shareholder as well. 
So they do have the runs on the board, and obviously if you've got a good track record over a couple of decades, then the market's gonna let you trade at a bit of a premium. Michael Wayne there from Medallion Financial Group. Uh, Scuddy, a little bit on the agenda tomorrow. What are you gonna be watching? Well, I'll be a Governor Philip Lowe speaking, but uh, to be honest, whilst he's, it's obviously very important what he says, I actually don't expect there's gonna to be too much further he can go and add to on based on what the already previous remarks he's made. Uh, but we do get some preliminary PMI data from the uh, CBA and IHS market out for Australia, both the manufacturing and the services, so the flash PMIs. Mm. And that will give us some kind of insight as to how the Australian economy is faring in May. So this is the basically the closest thing we have to a near-time indicator as to how two of the largest sectors, particularly the service sector, is performing. Now, we know it's going to be pretty bad, but we want to go and see, has it deteriorated further from April? And if not the recovery, how big has it been? Okay, uh, there's also a little bit on our personal agenda tomorrow. Uh, if you want to tune in, 9.45am tomorrow, we've got the CEO of Elders, Mark Allison. Uh, he will be joining the team. A um, couple of other really key interviews tomorrow, so worth tuning in for. You can have a look through all of those uh, in the newsletter today. Um, that is it for us, though. Thanks again to Capstream. You can get more info on Capstream in the episode notes or visit capstream.com. I'm Kylie Merritt. Thanks for your company. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.